contemplative, 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 contemplative podcast. Hello, I'm Matt Emery and welcome to the Contemplative Podcast. In this episode, I chat to Ava, the musical project of Anna Phoebe and Ashling Brower. I chat to them about their debut album, which is out now on One Little Indian Records, their recording process, juggling schedules, favourite podcasts and recent records, and much more. There'll be music along the way, taken from their album, including tracks Waves, Mulholland, Voyager, In Motion, and this beautiful piece, Ocean. So we'll start with your debut album, Waves, which, congratulations, is beautiful, by the way. Can you tell us some more about it? Like, how you've written, recorded it, produced it? Um, yeah, can you tell us some more about the process that went into it and how you guys went about doing it? So, I'm Anna, and I met Ashling a couple of years ago. Yep. I was doing a concert at the Indian Embassy, and um, Ashling came up to me afterwards, and we got chatting, and she told me she was a composer and a producer and a pianist, um, and do you know what, it's very rare, well it's getting better, but it's very rare in the in- industry when you meet a young woman yeah. who is also a composer and a producer and we just got together, started writing together just to see what would happen and that was the start of Ava, although we didn't know it at the time, we were just hanging out and playing music together. Yeah, I think like the, the first time that we really got together to try and write music, I went down to Anna's studio by the sea and we sat in the living room and we were literally just like let's have a jam and see if anything comes out and that the very first thing that we wrote was the title track of the album waves and it was just purely acoustic but it just something just slotted so well about the way that we were playing together and the way that you know we kind of bounced off each other's ideas and that kind of instigated you know the follow-up sessions to think like oh this is worth figuring out what what that is yeah that's here and it would be, I know, um, obviously called Waves, there's a real water theme on there. Did you have that vision before the album started or did that kind of find itself in a way? Do you know, with everything with this project today, it's been such an organic process to get to this point. Um, and it's, you know, it, we've both had years of other stuff, yes. but it feels like when we came together, 
in this studio by the sea, something like new for me happened when when playing with Ashling. I think yeah. you know I've heard yeah. you say similar similar things. It's it's really it's like we found the core of ourselves and our inst- our in, you know primary instruments, the piano and the violin, and they kind of like melded into one. Yeah, and it's kind of it sounds really sort of almost uberly romantic but it really was <laughs> it, really, it really does feel like it you know it felt like something just fitted yeah um and and the context the landscape within which we wrote yeah, the I mean, album you can hear it you, in, in the music you, i mean it's, yeah i i find that when i listen to music like you picture many things I, well, I get water a lot but with your music you can hear all the little you know sounds and things you you can really picture well it's all all those emotions that the water gives you it gives you space the horizon you know I walk around the corner from from the studio and I can see the horizon so seeing this vast expanse seeing um but also it's turbulent every you know it it has so many moods in one day you go out in the morning at low tide or high tide and then it changes and then there's there's a there's an undercurrent and then there's the the waves kind of start forming it there are so many emotions and I feel a friend of ours asked us the other day. He said, "You know, when you when you were writing or when you were playing your music, you know, think what 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 um what literature inspires you or what poetry, you know, is there?" And we both kind of said, "You know, we've never thought about it, but it's it's all about visuals and emotion. Yeah. There are there are no words. It's just a feeling. And yeah. it's and I feel like the sea and water encapsulates so many of those emotions. Yeah. And I think that's what." naturally came through we didn't set out to write you know an album about the sea I think it was only when we were reviewing the actual titles of the album yeah we were suddenly like oh oops like (laughs) a lot of them are very straightforward water obviously a lot of people have working titles did a lot of them stick as the main title quite a lot of them did and then a few we were like oh my god we cannot we just cannot (laughs) cannot get away with this but actually most of them did and in the end we kind of went you know what this is this is what they are to us. It's just, it's honest. You have to be it's, honest. Uh, yeah, you can't, exactly. We, we, we couldn't go back and then contrive some kind of no. idea of concept or whatever. It just, you know, it's the first out. Al- this feels like it's the first of hopefully many albums. It's yeah. the first coming together. It took a long time, a lot of, a lot of versions of each track. Yeah. Um, to the Down to the point where, you know, we were sending, in fact, we had sent the first, we had sent our final album to Zeno McCory in Berlin, who did yeah. Niels Fram and he does Olaf Arnolds. And yeah. we sent him and, you know, to get feedback. And as we sent it, I was thinking, oh my God, I want to re record the violin. I already, as soon as I sent it off, like, we were like, she and basically she was on holiday. <laughs> she decided to re record the vast majority of the entire album. <laughs> Literally, two hours. days before it was getting messed. Wow. But, but I, I know, do you know, and I've been thinking about, like, what made me do And I think it was suddenly. It started from such an introverted, private thing, the two of us, and this yeah. little conversation between our instruments, between ourselves, then finding our sound. We're like, what is the Ava sound? And throughout these two years, we've kind of developed an Ava filter, which I totally trust yeah. your one. And we, we kind of, you know, we'll leave each other to it, programming, producing. One person will go for a break, someone will come back. And, yeah. you know, I trust whatever Ashling does or, you know, vice versa. Yeah. We've kind of got a really good working relationship. But, like, but it, I think it came to, like, oh, God, you know, we weren't even signed, by the way, when, uh, when we yeah. when we were getting it masked. We were just like, we just want to finish this album ourselves. I think, I think it's when it, when it goes public and suddenly yeah. you're aware that it's no longer just your project in the studio and now other people are going to judge it. You suddenly see it with a totally different eye and suddenly you're like, actually, if this is what's going out to the world. It, yeah, well, it wasn't about judgment for me, though. It wasn't like, oh, people are going to judge my playing because I think it all sounded nice. It just sounded... There was something... 
of me missing on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. what I feel. I think it was yeah. almost too nice because yeah. I think we were... Because also when we first started, it wasn't an artist project. We didn't think about... My background is performing as well as recording. Yeah. So I'm like, so when I'm writing something to perform, I have an idea of the space and how I'm going to perform it. And that influences how it's writing. This project with Ashling, it was like our little baby, like yeah. our little secret that it was never meant to be performed. Yeah. And it was kind of, and then we were thinking maybe it's it's cinematic, it's, visu- it's music for visuals. But suddenly when it was going off to Zeno in Berlin to master, to be released, I was like, I can imagine performing this. Yeah. And for that, I want to give a little bit more and yeah. do something something's a little bit differently yeah. you've made yeah. a very honest record then if you've kind of just yeah if you haven't had any vision with that in that way you just wanted to write the music that you wanted to write yeah. and it's kind of naturally found its own space and place as well as honest yeah. and raw I mean there's some like you know it's, there's no it's auto-tune imperfect. it's imperfect it's but out of like time that. and places but it's 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 hopefully like an, an honest introduction to, to the kind of music we write together Is there any bits of instruments or plugins or anything like that that you've used that have kind of helped to shape the sound at all? Oh my god, yeah. I mean, in terms of plugins, I'd say, I mean, Sound Toys always been just one of my favourite, you know, kind of brand for plugins and Fab Filter Timeless on the violin mixed with Valhalla Reverb. So like for Emotion, for instance, that that's ended up being one of my favourite tracks as well. But that that whole track started just because we were trying to get some ideas down and we were playing to metronome but then you know we were just recording the ideas on our phone as we went along so we were sat there and then playing along and then we listened back to the recordings and like the thing that stuck out was the was the ticking and we were like actually that's that could be a cool bit and we'd never thought about it and so we recorded this metronome and then put it through I think it was timeless it was was timeless and also Saturn on Fab yeah and maybe a bit of decapitator like there were you know (laughs) we started messing around with it and suddenly we had and then I just sat down and started playing these chords over the top and then she started playing exactly and then that whole track just just evolved and it was I mean that's what I love about production yeah is when you just hear you've got a raw sound and then you're like how do I turn this into music? I find that fascinating. Well, there's some shakers, which are literally, like, it's a shaker yeah. made by my kids in their, yeah. like, art class. And they came back, and I collect loads of, like, weird instruments. Yeah. Or there's one bit that's, like, I think it's, like, us, like, 
knocking on a fan you know it's kind of it's really basic it's kind of like because we work fast together yeah. and it's like oh it's like oh we need we need something <laughs> all right i'm just gonna quickly go out for a cigarette I'm gonna, or, like, or you know we'll just like whatever's to hand yeah. and yeah. then then you produce it and to that, sound. Well. that little things like that sort of in the recording process then you take that away it's yeah. like the icing on the cake and it's like it sounds empty yeah, it. yeah. Uh... well funnily enough we also we also early on in the in the process we had a lot more Tycho cinematic drums yeah. and then that trailer, all got, that tra- it, it's and we, that all got stripped out in yeah. the end we were like this is not this is not what this project is we yeah. don't want it to sound also like we don't want it to sound like it's some, it could be something it's else it's not yeah. an Alexandra Desplat yeah. soundtrack yeah. yeah it's it's when well, I, th- I think it has to be because honest. I spent so much like of my pasting briefs and music for advertising and TV. And so you're so used to doing like the painting by numbers yeah. kind of music, you know? And then, then suddenly there was this, I think what was good is that Anna was a constant reminder also of like, no, we are not writing to brief. You, we're yeah. writing what we feel and there's no brief and there's no rules and it just needs to, and, and that, that made for very different music in the end. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we are sitting in my little Indian's office. I should probably ask you about <laughs> them as well. Like, how did you come about meeting them? And were there any artists or sort of uh, bands on the label that have inspired well, you? Well, let me see. Know, <laughs> <laughs> That's a rhetorical question. Years, so, yeah. <laughs> sitting in front of a massive, like, life cut out of Bjork. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, met, we met one little Indian through our publishers, Manners McDade. Cool. And I think they've kind of worked with them on and off, you know, through Poppy Ackroyd. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we talked to different labels and for us, it's, it, it was very important that we, we are with a broad spectrum of, on a roster of artists. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, I mean, it's the legacy, not only of Bjork, but also the fact that one is a family run business. Yeah. You know, you go upstairs, there's three dogs on a sofa and like, you know, <laughs> mum yeah. and dad in different offices and de- various like, you know, Sam, like everyone's like really chilled. And there's no kind of, it doesn't feel like you're in the industry. It doesn't feel yeah. um, packaged. They're, they're so, I, I just love how eclectic their roster is. Like, there's so many great artists. Skunk and on that la- Yeah, Skunk and but also like Tusk, Manny Delago, like Asga. There's so many different ones. Poppy Acrid, you yeah. know, that, that we both thought, wow, you know, it would just be such an honour to yeah. sit amongst these amongst these people well also I think being with a label like One Little Indian especially with the kind of music we do it gives us it, it broadens the parameters of what we can do yeah. in our music because if you're with if you're with certain labels you know if we were with a super classical label yeah. you know we wouldn't be able to have as many like you know like Mulholland has got some hot there's a hard electronic edge to it yeah. you know and we already we, we EQ'd and rolled off a lot of the, the hard <laughs> edge of that you know so, so it's, it kind of fits with the album it's yeah. coming but, back in the next album but it's coming back but I I feel like I feel like with with one at Lindian we could we could deliver them quite a classical stripped back acoustic version or we could go somewhere completely different or, an electronic version. Yeah. and they would be okay with it
obviously you're you're both very active composers and performers in in your own rights. Like, um, is it hard juggling your schedules? Because there is. <laughs> I've just raced from a knitting session. We both yeah. have mental, <laughs> mental schedules. But like, I think, like Anna said, like this started as a studio project that was something on the side for us both that was, you know, we, we didn't know that this is how it was going to go. Yeah. And so it's been amazing because I feel like we're both, you know, so fully invested in it. It's our, it's our baby and it's, it's so exciting. Um, but at the same time, I mean, speaking for myself, I feel like I'm just making up the schedules as I go along because yeah. it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> but it, it's, it's great. And like, I personally, I still, I love writing for visuals. You love writing for visuals and dance. And I think there's an aspect of that composition side that is also so valuable, yeah. you know, and just having that time to really just express yourself and get involved in other art forms. And it's not all just, you know, one circle about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you guys like to do when you're not doing music? Do you, is there a time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally obsessed with music. I think it's, I mean, I've got a family. So, yeah. you know, I have that juggle of like, I'm also raising two kids. Yeah. So, you know, like today when I was like, I've got to get on that train. It's like, cause I want to see my kids before they, I haven't seen them for three days. Yeah. So I need to factor that, you know, that's, that's a huge, that's a huge, um, like responsibility when you're because music is obsessive when you're and it's very narcissistic it can be you know it's yeah. all about because it's it's not a job you do it's you know I've, I've been life. I've been playing yeah. the violin for 30 years yeah I've been touring for 20 more than 20 years on the road in and out yeah. like it's kind of it, it is my my world so I think children are an amazing balance an amazing reality check like like last week we had our album launch you know we we celebrated and stayed out very late <laughs> and then I literally had to run to get the train totally hung over to like make that like that 12 30 train back to back to deal to like go and see my daughter's final assembly at school yeah. you know and it's kind of you know th for me family and, and music are you know it's there that's every that's pretty much all I have time for yeah. <laughs> for me it's dogs and nature yeah <laughs> Dogs, dogs are my kids. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, I mean, I live, so I, I moved to Berlin a few years ago and I lived there, but obviously you know, at the moment I'm spending a lot of time here and traveling, which is amazing. But then, yeah, when, when I have time back home, it is amazing. Like there's so many lakes and, and forests and beautiful nature around. And then that's, I think that's kind of my wind down time is just to be amongst trees. Wicked. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> And are you guys podcast listeners at all? Do you know what I love? The one that I listen to, and I don't, I, is, um, is Tom Service, BBC Sounds. Oh, wow. Really good. I and and I feel, I feel, I always feel like I come out so much smarter than, yeah. you know, I learned so much. you went in. Well, definitely. I mean, that's not hard, you know, but I, I feel like I learn, because also it's quite sort of classical based. Yeah. Um, but he, I think he's definitely worth checking out, Tom Service, the BBC Sounds oh, podcast. I, I will have to check that one out. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like, oh, I like, I like asking this question. Yeah. Uh, when I drive to work, I've got like an hour. So it's just that thing I've got into podcasts, even though I've done podcasts for years. Yeah. I'm now starting to explore. Who do you this. recommend? 
Um, I've been I've been obsessed by Song Exploder recently. Okay, so yeah. a friend recommended that to me. Uh, songs and it's more the things like those, the John Hopkins. I was just gonna say the and John Hopkins like, one. Oh, wow, just... it is so good. You yeah. need to listen to yeah. this. Yeah, and the guy who did the Black Panther score as well because he went off to Africa to record the drums wow. and then bring it yeah. back. And then it's just amazing. Yeah, but they play every single like stem, so it's all so you can hear yeah. every part, and it's just yeah, yeah. it's quite. And then they discuss it all. I remember. I think one of the first ones I listened to was when the Bonobo. Uh, did it and it's just so fascinating because you've never listened to artists like really take apart like all the stems and like oh this is actually oh this chord sequence happened because of this or this sound is actually this but then reversed and put through you know yeah Yeah, I think anyone where you hear where you hear someone's process because Edith Bowman does also like the um, the composer you know the the sound tracking one I've listened to a few of those and then there's also Meet the Composer I can't remember who so I've listened to that but the idea of actually um, um, taking a song yeah a song and they're, they're really nice they're like anything from 12 to 20 minutes they're no longer so mm-hmm. it's just one of those yeah. things it's like bite size almost yeah. So, yeah yeah. I went through a patch of insomnia and I, the only thing that would um, get me to sleep was actually because um, I realised like, I think I felt guilty for sleeping because I hadn't finished like working <laughs> all my stuff oh my god so, so the only that. thing that would like get me to sleep was um was this American guy podcast talking about his studio because I think I didn't find him that inspiring. <laughs> so, yeah, <it> so, <laughs> so he kind of lulled me and it was his accent was like, well, you know, like, oh, like it was this accent that kind of like lulled me and I would like, I'd find myself... Where was he from? Like, that was a really bad accent. <laughs> wow, well, you're not. <laughs> no, he, he had this kind of like really friendly, like lilting, lilting watching too much Killing Eve. So I thought, oh, I love it, yeah. But um, so, so, like, I think... Um, yeah, but I would. I mean, I would recommend. Don't do that if you're driving. Though. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's not the best one. Veer off the side of the road. No, you just be like. Oh. <laughs> yeah, podcasts are great. Delaga Parasol Peak. Yeah, I think it's such a beautiful concept as well as a beautiful album. Yeah, and he's, he's incredible. I mean, he's a true artist in every sense. Of yeah, the word. we played with him a few. Was it a few weeks ago? Yeah, in Berlin. <laughs> Feels like it could have been last week yeah. as well. And he he is yeah he's he's incredible live. But that record in particular, like has been on my vinyl player on repeat yeah. for and on yours as well, yeah. I think, for quite a while. I, I mean, I also did love John Hopkins' 
latest yeah. album is incredible. And Neil's From All Melody was one of my favorite yeah. albums from last year. I think the depth again on on yeah. vinyl as well. Like there, there yeah. it's so funny. I know that like the so vinyls going up, especially in kind of this world, like people mm. are really investing in again. And it's so funny that that I don't know what it is. This conscious decision of what I will invest in on vinyl yeah. and what I think is just a streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's and Neil's From All Melody definitely. Oh, the manager yeah. like you definitely. I just thought of another brilliant one. Sorry, oh, is um, Apparatus. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is phenomenal. That's a vinyl album, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just amazing. That is an amazing album. Yeah. And last question is, this one could be a big one, actually. Um, Kind of what's next, both for Ava and for you guys as, you know, solo artists and composers? I mean, I think... Of course, our album has literally just come out, but in our heads, we're already, you know, also thinking about what the yeah what the next release are. So, you know, I think we've accumulated so many ideas, and just through the experience of actually performing our music as well, whereas we never thought, you know, that we'd be doing that that much. Have um, it's really influenced the way we now think about what Ava could be and how it can grow and how we're how we're going to let that inspire and influence the next album. So I think we are going to start writing again soon. We've kind of written one track already, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah. I, I think for, for me that Ava is like, it's gone from something that was almost like, you know, musical therapy <laughs> and friendship to like, it's kind of worked its way to like the center of my musical solar system where it's kind of, yeah. it's it's becoming, it's, it's becoming more than, it, it's just organically become that way yeah um I still tour and I still work with lots of different artists I'm still yeah. I'm touring with Nitin Sawney I just did Manchester International Festival I'm doing Royal Albert Hall with him I'm doing like um going off to Australia doing you know we're going to be supporting Erland Cooper yeah. who yeah, I, I also that. play with yeah. we'll be on the November tour so hopefully awesome. hopefully yeah. you'll come to one of those shows so that's a UK yeah, tour and we're super excited about and and for me it's like I think this album is such a good starting point for yeah. our writing. I think we'll, I'm, I'm so excited to see how yeah. the writing process has developed, also because we've been playing live. And I think that really, it's changed, it's already changed our perspective on the album because you kind yeah. of think, oh, we would have done yeah. that a little bit differently. Or, oh, yeah. actually one thing that I've, I've noticed that actually some of, our, some of our structures are quite pop structures and some of the melodies and they're quite hooky and, and, and sort of those, those riffs and the way we do sort of verse choruses and middle eights and, um, but actually it's been interesting playing things live where we've changed the structure because yeah. it, it's, it's already developed so yeah. I think I was say you're evolving as you're definitely it live definitely you. yeah. and the kind of lines that you play and definitely you know the piano parts I think yeah. it'll be interesting I'm excited to see what yeah. how, how playing li- how playing live as yeah. Ava has developed our writing yeah. relationship but then I also think in terms of, I mean I'm, I'm doing my first feature at the moment which is also exciting and doing doing that as a film score but I also think we're both so uh, like equipped to also write studio stuff so it's like having that combination and seeing like how we can both write and for visuals in the studio but then also bring it live and be an artist and how I think slowly everything's starting to intertwine and to overlap but in a very good very good way well, thank you ever so much for taking the time to chat. Thank you. Uh, it's so good to meet you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> good luck with everything uh, moving forward. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Cheers.